So welcome back. Um, this is Radio Life Ray. My name is Olaf Koch, and today with me is Daniel Santh. Hello. Hi, hello. So we're uh, meeting at the Spanish Symposium. Uh, thanks for taking the time. And, uh, well, I have been taking you to the side because you are the one to give me the best information about life rate translations. Um, so before we start into the actual process of translating LifeRay, uh, let's start with yourself. What's your story with LifeRay? When did you start and what are you actually doing here? Okay, I, I've started, uh, I joined LifeRay in the, uh, in the end of 2010. Uh, I came from a, a Java company who developed on top of LifeRay. We worked with the community edition and I started to learn about library in that company. I became a library expert, more or less, in that company. And then in the library symposium of 2010, I contacted Julio and Jorge and I offered myself as a possible future worker here if they, if they need more stuff. So they contacted me in the summer of 2010, and I decided to join them in, the, in December. Uh, I started as a core developer, but in that time, uh, in support here in Spain, uh, we only had Alberto, uh, who delegated some support tasks to people like Julio or Sergio uh, when there was a lot of tickets. But uh, we went in increasing. We, we were increasing the number of tickets day by day by that time in, in early 2011, and then uh, I decided to to collaborate with Alberto uh, to solve more tickets, more support tickets. I, and I realized that I liked, I really liked that work. Mm -hmm. So uh, I. Mid-time, I was working uh, in the core developer team, and mid-time, I, I was working with Alberto in support. And th that was that started to become a, a little messy for me because uh, you could uh, I couldn't dedicate enough time to start to, de to develop something important. I was uh, solving bugs in the core the, the department, and when you get involved in the, into customer tickets, you need also time to communicate with the customer. You need time to make a good diagnosis. So. Uh, in the mid of uh, 2011, we decided to, uh, Jorge proposed me to join definitely in the, to the support team. So I accepted it. And from that, from that time, uh, I started to work exclusively in, in support. And by that time also, uh, uh, someone, I remember who, I think maybe it was Alberto, uh, uh, gave me a virtual machine. And said, okay, uh, this is what we have about Putel. Uh, please check it, install it, test it, and we will try to uh, use Putel in the future for Translate Library. So I started to see what was the, the Putel interface, how to load projects, how to populate translations, how to update the set of keys uh, which are available for, tra for Translate, and I started to play with it. And uh, in addition, the, 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 there was a production site, the translatelibrary.com. And then I started to, uh, I retook a script which was written by Milan Yaros mm -hmm. uh, with the basics of the how to uh, populate keys from uh, a file to Putel. And I started to see how many difficulties we, we have to do that in a smoothly way. Um, 
there are many reasons. Most of them are technical, but others are also uh, related to the way we work. For example, uh, for every language, every key is translated. It's translated because they, it has a value in the translation, but that value may be auto-copied or auto-generated. So I couldn't put all that stuff in Putin directly because all languages would be 100% translated, mm -hmm. which is not true. So I had to uh, start to, to filter those keys before publishing. That was one of the first things we, we, do, we did in the scripts for synchronizing. And from that time... There were not a lot of requirements coming from internal teams. Okay, we started with the translation forums, where people could write to to apply to become a translation leader, especially for non-supported languages. Later, uh, we started to think about how to support language uh, officially. Support language uh, that means that uh, from the support uh, uh, departments of different countries, we committed to provide good translations for their product. That means that we have to be in a position where if a customer says, okay, this is badly translated or directly this is untranslated, we have to provide a patch with the correct translations. So we need to be ready to do that. And of course, like regular bugs, uh, which get fixed in the master branch, we also need to fix that translation into Poodle first. And then uh, export translations became a more and more important process. Uh, I also discovered some Poodle bugs, which are very messy, because uh, people was complaining about things really weird uh, uh, related to Poodle behavior. Uh, translations get lost. Uh, so I have to, to in, in my spare time, where, where my workload in support was a bit lo lower, I started to research and apply the same work we do in support, trying to uh, found, find the root cause of that behavior, but in Poodle, which is a Python project, which I don't know. But uh, I opened the code, I started to see what was going on when we update the translations and make the whole process of synchronizing, and I discovered a couple of things that prevented us to make some specific um, translation uh, copies which was very important for us. For example, because of that bug, we weren't able to let people to translate into master. So if, for example, Jorge is making a new functionality and needs to add new keys to the product, he couldn't make, uh, he couldn't add those keys to the Spanish language because in the uh, synchronization process against Putel, those keys uh, would be lost because of that bug. So uh, we have to stop uh, this uh, way of uh, communication uh, translations to Putel, and this was a bad thing for developers because every developer, uh, when he develops the, a, a new part of the product, usually he uh, takes profit of uh, his knowledge in his native language to provide the translation of that new functionality into that language, and it's a quite natural process. And, and it helps improving the quality of the actual language keys. Yeah, of course, of course. And we had to stop that. So uh, recently, uh, in this year, and uh, by, the, by April more or less, I started to develop uh, a lot of improvements in the scripts. Uh, because uh, Putel uh, seemed to not fix in that error uh, quite uh, quickly, I decided to make a workaround. So I started to make a lot of improvements. For instance, uh, st starting to use JIT in the synchronization process, which is pretty natural, but it wasn't implemented. I started to publish uh, manually some translations which with, with were made 
by the developers so that they could again uh, uh, to provide translations into master directly and uh, I improve also uh, the uh, login uh, so that I know what's ha- going on when synchronizing if there is a kind of problem I implemented also a backporter so that we can copy all the translations in master in Putel we have only the master branch so uh, we could copy those keys to the uh, uh, enterprise branches mm-hmm. which is very special is especially important when we have to provide support for that keys so uh, there is a lot of uh, there are a lot of uh, code uh, behind the scenes uh, that makes make it possible and now the current situation is that uh, we provide support uh, more or less internal support for, for teams around the world which have specific needs. For, for instance, the Hebrew translators uh, delegate translation into an external enterprise. So they gave us a file in the format which included some keys which were, were not translated and we have to filter that to convert them and to upload them into Putin. Or for for instance, we, we are helping a German team because they need to get a social office translation into German for a demo, and we help them to to uh, synchronize the translation uh, made by Putel with the enterprise branch where social office was. So uh, there are a lot of work there. Even I had to talk to my supervisor, which is Alberto Montero, the support lead of of support in Spain. And tell him that uh, that tasks are very necessary, very interesting, and they are a bit time consuming. So that we have to reschedule the workload so that I can uh, solve tickets, of course, because my my primary work is uh, support engineer. But mm-hmm. we detected that need, and we have to provide support also for the different internal needs we have to to, to translate. For example, we are thinking in things like. Um, uh, automating the process so that the, before our release candidate is uh, released, we can incorporate the latest translations into there. Or, for example, uh, uh, it's time that a new key gets added to the language properties file in master. We can trigger a process of update so that that key gets available in Putel in a few hours. Uh, we can do that because I work closely with Manuel, which is a guy uh, with works in uh, continuous integration and administers the Jenkins server together with Miguel. Mm-hmm. So I can talk to him and propose a way to, to do that. So we are improving every time, but not all, all those improvements are b- uh, publicly visible because for now they are under the hood. So you mean we now even have uh, translation integration in Jenkins? So whenever Jenkins provides a new version, then it can actually incorporate the latest version of Poodle and push back latest code changes into Poodle? Yeah, we, are, we, are, we have uh, started to talk about that. We are uh, going to make a new Jenkins build and that build will, will detect the differences in that file, in language properties, so that every key that gets added, uh, if some key gets added, we can trigger the scripts uh, in the translatelibrary.com system to uh, immediately make a pull from the master branch so that we get those new keys into the local machine, the production machine, and then pull it then into Poodle so that uh, translator will see that key 
and that Kiwi be av available for, for translation. This is a thing that uh, discourages translators because uh, they reach the 100% and some, some days later mm -hmm. they get the 99 or 99% and they say, oh, I work hard to get that 100% and now some, someone around the world did something that now the percent is 99. Oh. But that's the way it works. It's a health uh, mechanism. It's a healthy mm -hmm. symptom that uh, things are going good. Yeah. So, and that uh, probably ties into uh, one of the things that I recently proposed on the forum that I got beaten for, uh, which is uh, I didn't really like to work with Poodle. Um, yeah. So I proposed to work, uh, could we rather work with Git? Uh, which, as I said, got me quite some beating. Well, friendly beating, um, because we're all friendly people on the uh, on the forums. But um, this was not the most popular suggestion. Yeah. Uh, I really like to work in Git, um, but others really like to work in Poodle. Uh, and I think you solved the problem brilliantly by just saying, well, work as you like. Uh, it works in Git. It works in Poodle. So mm. do as you wish. Um, yeah. And it will all be synchronized both directions. So thank you for that. Okay, you're welcome. I, we try to improve that because we know that we can't impose a specific way of working. So uh, as long as we have the tools to make the translations, to make the transitions uh, of the translations, we can do that. Maybe in the future we could automate that. Uh, but for now, it's something we do manually. And usually I am the contact point for that kind mm -hmm. of tasks. So if I ever want to do some translation, bulk translation, typically in Git, then I would send the pull request to you. Yeah, okay, that's right. Okay, good to know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, what's the current state of translations? This is, uh, well, we, we, we record this during the Spanish Symposium, which is mm -hmm. um, still before the release of 6.2. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not quite sure when 6.2 will be out. Uh, it might be out uh, when this is being published. I guess it is, um, or I hope it is. Um, but what's the current state of the translations? Do you have um, – I know this is unprepared because I just grabbed you at yeah. the side like, hey, uh, do you have some some time for me? And we immediately record it. Uh, so do you have some ideas of the numbers, like how yeah. many languages are there, how complete are there, yeah, uh, more, what's the, the basic numbers there? Yeah, more or less. I, I, my response would be very accurate, but um, we have been made, making a big effort if, uh, last weeks to improve the progress, and also, uh, not only the progress, but also the quality, because Putel provides some checks that uh, inform you about some possible, possibly bad translations, and you can improve them. But uh, regarding going back to numbers, uh, we have making an important effort to increase the the percent, percentage of uh, of completeness in different languages, especially in the supported ones: uh, Spanish, uh, Chinese, um, German, and I don't remember. Maybe Hungarian. Hungarian is, uh, and all of them are uh, above nine. 95 percent mm -hmm. and three or four are are uh, yet in the are already in the 100 100 uh, percent uh, as far as i remember um there are for 43 i think 43 languages right now and i have let's make it 42 just for the number ah, okay 42 <laughs> 
<laughs> 42 languages. I, I'm not sure about the numbers, so, but I have a request to incorporate uh, two or three more languages, but I have to say that this is an, uh, in my low priority queue. Mm -hmm. But uh, because provisioning a new language is a time-consuming task, mm -hmm. and it is not automated. Uh, so... Um, we have a lot of projects, around 33 projects, because we have all, all plugins which are translatable and are not tests or samples. And we have the portal, which is the biggest project, which has more than 7,000 keys to get translated and is still growing every day. So there is a huge uh, number of, of keys in the project. The, the synchronization project takes uh, several hours Uh, not only because it is implemented in Bash, okay, that's, that, that may be a reason, but we, we make some improvements in the, in, the, um, in the scripts to make them uh, faster. For example, we avoid the uh, call out of system functions. We try to use the, um, the built-ins of Bash, for example, for regular expressions, mm -hmm. so that we can know if a key is auto-translated more quicker than before. No? So... Um, The numbers are pretty good because we have made an effort to improve the translation sometimes. In, for example, in Spain, a lot of people can contribute because in the office we, we are a lot of um, people that can directly translate. They need a, a reviewer because all of, have, all of us, uh, we know the product, we know the meaning, the context, so we can translate freely. We only have to watch uh, about uh, consistency, use the same words for the same actions all the mm -hmm. time. But... Um, Apart from that, other countries, I know that they are making a big effort, really big effort. For example, the German, uh, your, your colleague Daniel Ruder, for example, is working a lot right now in translating library. So the, I think that the 6.2 will be the best translated uh, library version ever. Yeah, I have to have a shout out to Daniel. Um, thanks for all the work because he took over what was originally on my table. Um, but I just had my vacation booked and that came just in time. So thank you, Daniel. Also, you, you talked about uh, automatic translation. This yeah. is one of my, my pet peeves in, in Liferay. One of the things that I want to get out of the product. Yeah. Um, because that was the first thing that got me, me started, um, in translations. Uh, I was actually quite happy when Yahoo said uh, we're going to discontinue Bubblefish. <laughs> um, so Bubblefish was the first tool, uh, for those who don't know it, uh, Bubblefish was the first tool to, uh, that Liferay used for automatic translation. We just threw English terms at it and um, used whatever came back um, as the translation. And you can imagine, uh, well, when a, uh, when a human actually has a, a hard task in front of them uh, to do some translation, the machine has an even harder task in front of it. So uh, the translations were partly correct, partly incorrect, partly rude, and partly hilarious. <laughs> um, so, happy. Uh, well, I was happy when Yahoo said, okay, we're going to discontinue Bubblefish. Um, and I thought I don't need to push anymore to get uh, automatic translations out. I didn't push too hard then. I, uh, I was not, just not too happy. But then we implemented, uh, I think it was Bing Translator. Um, and, um, well, I, I'll just use this platform uh, to call out to uh, – those users in different languages that uh, are seeing the automatic Bing translation to give us feedback. Uh, does this make sense to you or not? 
Um, for me, I can say for the German side, it didn't make much sense. And I've got some feedback uh, where I removed the automatic translation from the product as well. Mm -hmm. um, because people just said, okay, no, sometimes it's rude and we don't want that at all in the product. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to gather some feedback uh, from the listeners on how is your translation? Is there some obviously automatic translation in there, uh, machine translation? Um, and would you prefer to have Liferay rather with this term in English, mm -hmm. um, so untranslated by default, unless somebody looked at it, looked at it, some human looked at it, or do you actually agree, uh, enjoy having this automatic term? Um, I don't know if you have an opinion to that, Daniel. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, well, for the listeners, uh, please give us feedback on how that works for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have an opinion on this. I tend to think that automatic translations uh, are are not good, not quite good. So uh, there are uh, many examples of that in the, in the product, in the Spanish. Uh, uh, some of them are really hilarious. So <laughs> I know uh, because, for example, uh, sometimes uh, Spanish terms are just the same than English. For example, staging. Mm -hmm. We decided to, to not, we decided not to translate staging, uh, because we think that this is a concept that should be as is. But, uh, the system translated it using a, a really joke, uh, mm -hmm. word that was not good for the product. So if you put the product in Spanish, uh, it's not good to see that in the product. So we decided to, to use the original term. And now we force in the synchronization process, another thing we fixed is that if a user decided, a translator decided that, decides that the key should be a sys, he has to write the English value in the text box in Putel. And we will respect that. We mm -hmm. won't consider that as an untranslated string as before. Because there was no way for us to to know if uh, Putel exported an untranslated key because of a translation translator desire or because the key was really untranslated. And now mm -hmm. we know that our scripts are, are smart enough to to determine if a translator wanted to do that on purpose. But respecting the automatic translations, I think that is a maybe some people can think that it's a good default, but um, I think that usually. People who are in the IT world know a lot of words in, in, in English. So it usually is not a problem for them to recognize those words inside the product. And for that reason, I, I think that it would be better to not having automatic translations and let the partners or integrators to add the remaining translation if they need to put a product mm -hmm. perfectly translated in, a, in an unsupported language. That could be a kind of extra development for them, but it would improve the, pro the result a lot. So for me, it would be nice not having automatic translations. For me, it has been also a source of hard work to, to handle them in the synchronization script. Mm -hmm. uh, by the first time, we decided, for example, to, uh, to push them as suggestions. But uh, some people didn't like those Poodle suggestions and removed them. But in the next synchronization, they reappeared back. Mm -hmm. And some people say, oh, I've been deleting a lot of automatic translation suggestions and now they are back there. What happened? So I decided to skip that part of the process and now auto-translated keys are not used in the synchronization process. Uh, only are used to display the user interface. So mm -hmm. in my opinion, they would be removed. They can be removed. So, so basically, if there is an auto-translated uh, auto key in there, you won't see it in Poodle? But you will see it's an untranslated thing in Poodle or string in Poodle. 
Um, but if you start up the product, then it actually gets replaced for those untranslated strings. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. Uh, in Puttel, you will see an empty string. There's no translation for that because mm -hmm. we don't upload automatic translations, okay? But in the product, you could see the automatic translation. So okay. you, you can think, uh, is it translated or not? Mm -hmm. uh, so it could lead to, to misunderstanding for yeah. the translator. Okay. Yeah, this is another thing we have to consider. The, the reference is Puttel here. So if mm -hmm. the, in the Puttel, uh, the key has not a value, then it is not translated. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what was the Spanish word for staging? Uh, I don't remember exactly the word, but it was something like uh, entre bambalinas, which means uh, the curtains that are in a theater, in the, in the sides of a theater where actors wait for their turn, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. uh, that's the, the moment just before the actor uh, is on a scene and is out there. He's waiting behind the, the, those parts, and mm -hmm. we call that in the bambalinas. And las bambalinas. And that means staging. They are waiting to be live. Yeah. And, and, and for live, uh, the live environment, we also use live word. And live in Spanish means vivo, alive, mm. something like alive. And then you can switch between entre bambalinas and vivo. And this was not very good. <laughs> well, it's funny and quite, funny. quite, des quite descriptive. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's okay. a very, very descriptive example of what's going on with that. <laughs> okay. Um, so, did we forget anything um, that is still going on in translation? No, we are going. We are also trying to evaluate uh, other tools, which may be an alternative. For example, uh, Transifex. Uh, we tried it and we evaluate parts of it, and it mm -hmm. seems quite good, a better interface. But it will be hosted at Site Library, mm -hmm. so we have to see if that's good for us or not. And so, and it's, so it's hard to get there by script. For yeah, example. for example, mm -hmm. for example, we have to uh, preprocess the things we were we are going to 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 push because mm -hmm. it uses a kind of JIT interface. You have to push and pull keys from from that. But it, it has many good things. Uh, for example, it has the concept of uh, release, mm -hmm. which may be a kind of a snapshot of the translation project status, and we could use that, for example, when it release a live reversion. But I don't know if uh, when you uh, create a release and you later on translate keys which were untranslated in that release if those keys get uh, backported to a release or not. That would, would be great because we will save a lot of work but uh, we are doing that, uh, doing that uh, using our backporter script which considers a lot of things and mm -hmm. so we are happy with our, our solution now. And also we have in our key uh, the evaluation and installation of uh, the latest version of Poodle which uh, I've been told that there are a lot of improvements. Uh, but unfortunately, the bug I catched uh, about the translation messing is not on the new, newest version. But maybe there, there are new quality controls or a better user interface. So I think that the, in the near future, we will uh, end up uh, deploying the latest Poodle version in production. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's more things to come, but probably past 6.02. Yeah, probably. Uh, sure, yeah. because th that kind of non-urgent non things comes uh, when we have some little uh, lower load in support. We are mm -hmm. tied to the demand in support. So uh, if I have to answer a ticket, a respond to a customer, I can't uh, take those tasks about uh, updating Poodle. Mm -hmm. That's it's obvious. Maybe we will change uh, the way we organize, but um, so far for the moment, uh, we are working that way. Mm -hmm. Okay, then... Um 
leaves to to give some pointers, um, I'll actually give them rather than dictate some URLs here. Um, I'll give them in the show notes. Uh, this is the place where to find you, find me, find the translation teams um, for the different languages. We have a wiki article on lifehead.com, which I'll link from the show notes, as well as a, a forum category. Mm-hmm. Um, and that forum category is, well, it's named Translate or Translations. Mm-hmm. Translate, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, that's where basically the translators are typically hanging out and mm-hmm. uh, discuss all of these issues mm-hmm. with each other. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, shout out and big thank you to all of the translators yeah. um, that are helping with all of the different languages. Uh, we know it's hard work. I know it's hard work uh, because this is basically what got me started with LifeRay. It, well, mm-hmm. it was the automatic translation to German um, that got me started. Uh, it caught my attention because there were some hilarious translations as well. <laughs> Um, so, well, it might have been good to have the automatic translation in hindsight because it got me hooked to contribute something back. Yeah, maybe so it could be an encouragement. Maybe it's, maybe it's not that bad. Okay. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I think that ends the episode. Um, yeah. thank you very much for being available on very short notice. So okay. we're meeting okay. really unprepared, but, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a really valuable, um, lot of information that, uh, we discussed. Okay. So thanks for, for your time and to the translators for your time as well. Okay. You are welcome. and glad to participate here. Uh, thanks personally to you, Olaf, for, for interviewing me.